Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl on DC Universe and the CW. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is our bonus episode for the final episode of Season 1 of Stargirl, titled Stars and Stripes Part 2. If you haven't watched it, go watch it, because we're already past spoilers. We already recapped it on the previous episode of the podcast. So what we're going to do here with this bonus podcast this time is talk about a little Season 2 Speculation! Speculation! That was a weird way of saying it, I guess, but... Speculation. Yeah, a little bit of speculation. Uh, Now, there's a lot of different stuff that we touched on, that we talked about, that could happen, that might happen in Season 2. But I want to hear broad strokes again. Like, what are your general thoughts? What do you want to see now that we've seen the finale in Season 2 of the show? I want to know what the Cosmic Staff's fucking deal is. Mm. Yes, uh, I agree with you. A, that was something I think uh, we, yeah, that was something I think we talked about as the something that we didn't think was going to be real, revealed in the finale, which it wasn't, and will hopefully play into season two. Interesting yeah. that we got the reveal that Joel McHale is still alive um, because we had maybe speculated that it was like the soul of Starman in there. Yeah, and it still um, could be. I wait, mean, we don't know. Oh, go ahead, Pete. Uh, Alex, did you want to flex? Uh, uh, something we talked about. You maybe did an interview or something about this. And know something about season two that you can like. No, write I don't about know anything something. about season two, Pete. Did mm. you do an interview mm. or did you like watch an interview on YouTube or something like that that you want to flex about? No, no. It's just usually at this point, uh, you know, when we don't have knowledge about something, you like to, you know, uh, talk about how you do know stuff. So I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's a weird argument. Hey, do you want to flex? Just like give us a, a just go down top to bottom, like biceps, tries, delts. Uh, <laughs> give us the washboard. Sing, singular ab. Yeah. Can you do that? Can you have one ab? I don't know. Yeah. Ab fab. Oh, great. Ab fab. Uh, so, yeah, I would, I would love to see more on the Cosmic Staff. I do think there's a possibility that there is something else up with Sylvester Pemberton, you know, because we watched him die. So is that Sylvester Pemberton? Is it somebody else pretending to be Sylvester Pemberton? Are they going to be able to convince Joel McHale to come on for an entire season of a TV show? Lots of questions there, I guess, in terms of that going forward. Uh, But I agree with you on the cosmic staff. Uh, I'll just mention just, uh, you know, I did talk to Jeff Johns before the season started. Ah, okay, here we fucking go. Yeah, you Got were like, him. oh, Pete, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. You couldn't even go two sentences without fucking flexing after that. And he did say that there is an overall arching story and plan for what they're going to do with the Cosmic staff. I mean, I think it is one of those five-season type plans, so 
I don't think we're going to get and here's the story of the cosmic staff necessarily in season two, but there certainly is something there and it's something that they're going to potentially tease out slowly. Love that. Um, I mean, in general, one thing I hope they don't do in season two is feel like they need to bring back any of these villains, because I think um, these villains were great for this season. Many of them died. Um, so I don't think we need to like resurrect Icicle or some for some reason or Brainwave. Like there's so many. They set up Eclipso. They have the shade in the mix here. Like I'm very curious to see how they sort of reinvent the the villains. Mm-hmm. I kind of, for me, with Joel McHale, it seemed like he was like, okay, I'll show up at the beginning, at the end, and if this thing's popular, I'll do more. But otherwise, you know, I won't. Well, he actually, he also did all of these promotional interviews with the cast that they rolled out when it first launched. So I would normally agree with you on that, Pete, but he actually seems way more into it than I would have expected. And you get paid to that- do those tours. You don't just fucking go. Oh, versus everybody else is volunteering and doing this show, right? Like, of course, it's a job. I get that it's a job. But I think given the fact that it was a hit show, given the fact that it was pretty critically acclaimed across the board and fans seemed to like it, um, I could see him jumping in and doing this a little bit more. Um, You know, they already have Luke Wilson and Amy Smart on board. Why not Joel McHale as well? Plus, we we know um, that the only the only actor that actually volunteered his time was Mikey because he was like one of the key grips kids or something, I think. Fuck they you. couldn't actually get him offset, right? Yeah, exactly. Go home, Mike. They'd have throw rocks at him. Like a no, straight I mean, when you have <laughs> solid gold like that on the set, you find ways to work. Listen, man, yeah. we're talking about Trey Romano. That's Ray Romano's dad, all right? He is a comedy legend. <laughs> Everybody loves Tremond. Uh, I do want to get back and talk about the second season of all, because something you mentioned this on the previous podcast, Justin, that they have a chance to really like go even bigger with the second season now that they feel confident. It worries me a little bit because two of my favorite single seasons ever uh, are the first season of The Flash and first season of Supergirl. And the thing that worked so well about both of those seasons is they were so focused, so clear with their story. And like you called out with Stargirl season one, which I think is totally accurate, they just went for it. Like they were like, yeah. put everything on the table, let's go for it, act like we're not going to get a second season. And then when they came to the second seasons, they were good, but then they felt more settled and they weren't quite as strong in terms of the emotional arc, the story going for it, because they were more aiming for like, Season three, season four, season five, that ongoing story. Um, I do hope we get something more focused with Stargirl. I do hope they get the time to be like, what is our 13-episode emotional arc story that we're really going to focus on in the same way? But that history of these superhero shows, even though it's a different production team, does make me a little nervous. Well, plus they got a lot of stuff that they've put on the table, even besides what was set up in this finale, that they still have to get back to. Um, we got to get to uh, Thunderbolt. We got to get to um, we gotta get to Green Lantern, and we, someone's going to have to bury that poor owl corpse. <laughs> yeah, in Jesus Christ! Somebody feed that fucking owl. <laughs> that well, owl that's what I'm hoping. Pee. That's what when those goggles broke, I was like. Thank God they have to go back to that room and fucking talk to the owl, feed the owl, and like get the, work it from there. 
This is, I was reading a little bit about some of the scenes that got deleted out of the finale, and there was one at the end when Sir Justin is giving his big speech about doing nothing, uh, where he was like, I'm going to go find the seven soldiers of victory and bury that owl. No. <laughs> so, but they cut that out because they wanted to leave it open for the owl to come back for season two. That's right. Well, and it's like the uh, mystery of like, who's going to bury the owl? Where were they buried? Does the owl already have a plot, a grave plot picked out? Yeah. Is the owl going to be buried next to his wife? That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I am worried, though, about getting things cut out of my season two just because we're not going to have the extended cuts on the DC universe. I mean, that was the first couple of episodes, right? Like, there were maybe the first two episodes were extra length. Well, it's not one or two our fault they gave up on it. It was cool to get those extra uh, minutes. No, but what I'm saying was the rest of the season was all about 40 to 42 minutes, sometimes even shorter than broadcast length on DC Universe, which I assume they padded out with a couple of extra commercials on the CW. So with it going directly to the CW, I don't think we're going to lose anything. Pete feels a Let's loss. Ta- Pete feels a yeah, loss. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the cliffhangers, though, which we touched on briefly. Let's start with The Shade. So yes. we get the tease. He's been teased throughout the season. Like you mentioned, Justin, this is a Starman anti-villain is maybe even the way of calling him. Yeah, I mean, he's someone who is uh, a, a reformed supervillain or a supervillain that sort of rose above it. And that's definitely, it feels like what they establish here in this moment, who ends up becoming a um, advisor and a uh, almost a mentor to uh, Starman. So I do think that could be an interesting setup going forward to sort of pit Pat uh, versus Shade. Pat being the like super innocent, like gosh, we should just go fight some crime. Uh, versus Shade, who's like, uh, here's the sort of dark side of this. Does it matter? Why are you doing this? And seeing those two be competing sort of uh, mentors would be cool. Uh, just, just so you guys are aware, like I, I was just reading some tweets, uh, and some uh, people mentioned you don't have to do the annoying voice every time you do talk about Dukes. You can just talk about Pat Dugan and not be a fucking assholes about it. I just was reading some stuff. Oh, were a lot of people tweeting about it? Yeah, a lot of feedback on Twitter, you know. So I just wanted to put that, you know, for season two, maybe we could kind of, you know, make it a little bit better, you know. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm doing a voice. Do you think I just, when no, I'm, ta- I'm, when I'm I, definitely not doing a voice. When I talk this about Pat, I when I talk, talk about Pat, I'm just talking normally. Oh, Wow. That's I mean, Owen that's Wilson, kind of... you fucking oh, asshole. Wow. wow. Yeah, what you do is you take Owen Wilson and turn it down a couple notches, and then you got Luke. <laughs> you fucking assholes. Both of you are fucking assholes. Wow. What you were saying about the shade, though, Justin, I think that would be interesting to play off Yolanda in particular, because she's having a real crisis of faith at the end, having killed Brainwave. So having him there to play off of that darkness a little bit or show her what true darkness is. Yeah. That could be a very interesting pairing. Agreed. I also like the fact that they kept his face out so that they could cast literally whoever is the shade. and It'll be absolutely fine. Do you have a dream casting? Is there somebody that you'd want to see come on and play the shade on the TV show? Viggo Uh, Mortensen. I feel like you say that all the time. Is he just the actor you think of first all the time? Yeah, great actor. Thomas Jane. That's good. Uh, Another great choice. Both great picks. Uh, One of them more available than the other. 
Um, fucking stop being an asshole. I'm going to throw out, this is, uh, he's not alive anymore, I don't think. Raul Julia. Um, oh, yeah. Would be a good shade. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yes, it would be hard for him to play the shade, but he would be a very good pick. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's great. Very excited about that. Yes, go ahead, Pete. I was just going to say, though, that I, uh, like, going forward, I do, I'm interested to see what this new villain dynamic is going to be, because, like, we have Shiv running around, we have, uh, you know, Eclipso, maybe, and then also the Ghost Magician, so, like, it'll be interesting to see, like, who gets the real and there's this fake Joel McHale as well so there's like there's a lot of options but I'm hoping that uh, season two a little bit more streamlined as far as like what's going on I would venture he might be the real Joel McHale no I think it's a fake Joel McHale oh (laughs) it's a fake Joel McHale so he's not Sylvester Pemberton Courtney's dad who who what I never mind. That was going to get far too confusing too quickly. Uh, that's actually not the only people that we have running around, though. And I do want to get back to Calypso in a second. Uh, we've also got Cameron, yes. his icicle son, All who right. we know knows nothing about what's going on, but he is there. His grandparents are there. All he All those knows, fucking grandparents. Fuck. Fucking Mikey grandparents should have ran those guys over with the truck. I'm we, sure he went he, on a killing rampage. He yeah. might have. We don't know how many how many people that truck killed in that day. Yeah. I mean, I could see very clearly if Stargirl and Icicle fought very publicly. Mikey ran his dad over with a truck. There's no way that the para- grandparents are going to twist his mind a little bit. We're going to find him wrestling with being a supervillain, fighting Stargirl, fighting Mikey. Possibly in some sort of food fight type situation. Mm. Um, I could see that going forward. Because uh, he's going to be Condiment King. God, oh, man, I would love that. Uh, Tubaturd mm. is also out there. Yes. And I don't, oh, yeah. oh, and there's also Artemis Croc, uh, yeah. who is Sportsmaster and Tigress's daughter. So potentially we could see something we speculated a little bit about, which is a young ISA pop up. Yeah, um, I actually um, it's funny you were reading some tweets, Pete. I'm actually reading some tweets here as yeah. well from a lot of the writers and show creators here, uh, Jeff uh-huh, Johns. Uh-huh. And yeah. um, it says that Mikey actually killed 25 million and one people <laughs> with his truck. Wow. So he wow. actually did it was the worst villain, way worse than the rest. <laughs> well, I wonder what because the he extra didn't make one was. Better. He just you know, he just killed twenty five million people. Do you so think he, the extra the, one was like a mime or something? No, it's icicle. Oh, okay. He's the icicle well, on the know, cake. You know how uh, icicle made that made that not proposal, but like sort of threw that hypothetical scenario towards Barbara at the end, where he said, "If you could cure cancer." but it would kill 25 million people. What would you choose? Mikey kind of did the same thing where it's like, if you could kill 25 million people and also drive a truck with a dog, wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Wouldn't you do that? Yeah. He made a real Sophie's choice there. <laughs> I like the way how you like set that up. Salvin. Hey, like when Icicle was on the roof and casually talking to Barbara, he threw out some ideas to her. <laughs> yeah. They were flirting. <laughs> when Icicle was flirting with Barbara, what were, what do you think they were thinking? That was awful. Yeah, it was a real roof flirt. No, you're, you're awful. <laughs> stop, stop being bad. So let's talk about Eclipso, because that was the thing that got me super excited. For those of you who are not familiar, the bare bones version of Eclipso is he is this demon who lives in a thing called the Black Diamond. 
gets called out in darkness and is essentially all powerful, like unstoppable. But he also inhabits people's bodies. So there's a lot of different. Do you ways ever could... do you ever see him? Do we know what he looks like on his own? Is he like a cloud monster or something? He's sort of like a little elf. Where's a little mm. hat? Yeah, shut up. Are you serious? Hat. He's a yeah, keyboard yeah. elf. He's like a. He's tall. He's not short. He's like a tall a elf. elf. He's got pointy he ears. Li- you guys the- seem like you're making this up. No, no, no. This is actually true. He does look like an elf. I'm looking not this up elf, because you guys are like, but a tall hey, yeah, no, he's an elf. No, 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 no. He's tall, but he's an elf. Hold on. He he doesn't live in a tree, but he does make cookies. <laughs> yeah. I think Mikey's <laughs> going to be easy for him to get under his thrall. Yeah. And the that, other thing that he has is he sort of has this uh, half moon design going on in his face. Um, but there's a lot of different directions they can go. There's this amazing storyline in JSA where he looks more uh, like Yolanda's a than a, a brother, like a- I want to say, or cousin Alex Montez ends up becoming the librarian of the JSA. But secretly what he's doing is he's gathering all these black diamonds, crushing them up and injecting them into his body to use his body as a cage for Eclipso because he hates Eclipso because Eclipso actually kills Yolanda Montez in the comic books. Um, I uh, I don't know if they're going to go that far with stuff, but it's going to be... There's so many wild directions they could go with Eclipso. I'm yeah. fascinated to see what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, and I think, though, it does play on these uh, things we were talking about um, of, like, darkness, like, giving into darkness. Since all these characters have been through so much, I could see them doing a sort of... PTSD uh, vibe for the season um, where they are have to have to confront the dark side of themselves through Eclipso. And I, that could also play into my uh, theory of uh, shade versus Pat. I just wanted to say for the people who are listening at home who don't know Eclipso, uh, he's not just like a little skinny, tall elf. He's a jacked, like goblin looking elf thing that is very scary and not like some weird whatever thing you guys were describing. But does, what does his hat look like? That's what I said. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's like some kind of weird hood. It's a little skull cap. Yeah, it it's looks a like a smurf. It's a smurf hat, Pete, be That's honest. what I'm saying. He's it's got like pointy a, ears. He looks like an elf. He's just jacked. But he has a little hat. <laughs> it's a skully. And he makes cookies. He no, makes he's got cookies. like I stand knives and like some kind of crazy... Crescent moon fucking tattoo rocking on his that's chest. To, that's to mix up the ingredients for the cookies. That's why he has the knives. Like he so likes it's a to black, chop. It's like a, a black and white cookie? Yeah, he yeah. likes to hand cut them. It's like you know, the Keebler elves live on above ground in the tree, and Eclipso lives in the roots. To get back it to makes the a bunch thing of for fucked a second, up cookies. It's, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, there is... Now, with Eclipso, there's this whole storyline. I don't think it's called the Great Darkness Saga because that's a Legion of Superheroes thing. But like it's the title of it is a riff on that. And there is a whole thing where the world gets consumed in darkness. There's three dark heroes, uh, Eclipso, Obsidian, who's tied into Sentinel, the Green Lantern, which is another thing that's kind of out there, uh, and a third villain I'm blanking on. Uh, but basically, they turn the world dark. So I... That seems spot on in terms of what you could do with the second season. Have Stargirl need to shine her light to beat back the darkness. Is it Eclipse of the Darkness Within? Maybe. Maybe. There's a couple of there's a couple of like different darkness storylines that Jeff Johns did in the comics. So regardless, I think you're probably spot on with that. 
because I remember there was a big crossover that was they had all the comics had a little plastic diamond on the cover with that Eclipso would hold up to his eye. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Any other season two predictions before we start to wrap up the season I, here? There's certainly a lot of things going on. I Pete? really would hope that, like, first things first, we kind of deal with uh, getting Chuck back online and also uh, talking it out with Yolanda a little bit, just because where we left them at the end of the season, it was tough because, like, things were so sad with them, but so bright for Stargirl. So I hope that uh, they kind of address that early. Um, yeah, uh, I guess my biggest question is what's Mikey going to eat in season two? What isn't he going to eat? That's the real question. Oh man, that is a great question. Uh, the only other question that I would throw out is we'll probably see the seven soldiers of victory, right? Like that's the other thing kind of hanging out there. I hope he Uh, finds his horse. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is interesting. Shining night was such a weird, uh, thing in this first season. So I got to think it's going to amount to more since he really didn't do much at the end of the day. I right, come on. He did too. He scared he a farmer. Yeah. And he helps Pat out. And he also kept that school clean for those kids so they could go to a nice school. That's yeah. true. The, that's um, the most heroic thing you can do. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. I actually just got a tweet from Luke Wilson, who's not on Twitter, uh, but he tweeted at me anyway, and he said that he loves it when I do this. It's awful. He's like, hey, how'd you get me on your podcast? Oh, my God. You guys are the worst. Me? Oh, and here's my brother, Owen. Oh, wow. (laughs) You guys stop. It's so bad. It's awful. What do you mean? Wow. 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 Stop. All right, I'm going. This is dumb. Pete, it's me, Luke. I love you. It's me, Amy Smart. I love you, too. Come to the roof. (laughs) Well, that's a great way of ending this season of Stargirl. Thank you all so much for listening in. Uh, This has been so much fun to do. We can't wait to join you back again whenever season two happens. Who even knows at this point? Uh, But hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out, chat with us about Stargirl. Also, if you like this, we have plenty of other TV-based podcasts. Right now, we're running a boys podcast called Let's Hear It for the Boys. Uh, we also have a Umbrella Academy podcast called Umbrella Academy. Plenty, plenty more. You can check out the full list of them at comicbookclublive.com. Socially, follow us at StarGuysPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. For Season 1 and the Star Guys. we're signing off. <laughs>